today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Hussefa Saeed is with us, policy and research analyst, uh, analyst with the Hamilton Chamber of Commerce. Reason being, a bid that Hamilton and regional partners were joining forces on the Advanced Manufacturing Supercluster has been chosen as one of the superclusters to receive funding from the federal government. To talk more about all of this, Hussefa Saeed is with us from the Hamilton Chamber of Commerce. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming in. We appreciate this. Thanks for having me, Scott. So tell us exactly what happened here. This was a competition for funds. Tell, tell us about the process. Tell us sure. how we got into this. So so the federal government has uh, taken a bit of a right turn or left turn, whatever uh, you know you want to call it, uh, from the innovation strategy that Canada has had for, um, I, I'd say, a couple decades now. And what would that have been? Which would have been to um, very generous amount of funding for academic institutions and, uh, and, you know, little sprinklings here and there for different companies that are off a scale where they can apply for federal funding to right. do our research and development. And, and upgrade their workforce. And, th- you know, this has been happening where every community would get little sprinkles here and there in the previous uh, conservative government, which has been, you know, um, moderately successful, I would say. But but a lot of a lot of industry professionals felt that, you know, Canada's rankings in, globally when it comes to uh, worker productivity, when it comes to um, commercializing um, the research that's been happening, excellent world-class research that's been happening, um, hasn't really kept up. And, and, you know, we're not creating enough world-class firms that are able to compete against the best, you know, especially in manufacturing in, against Germany, against the United States. So uh, this new strategy um, forced um, cities to move out outside of themselves uh, and create regional partnerships uh, in their vicinity um, and, and create partnerships across multiple sectors. So in this case, manufacturing and um, artificial intelligence and, and technology companies, um, and, and then have them all compete. It, it went from uh, an open bid process that was launched last year, and, and, and there was, um, I'm not sure of the specific number, but at least over 20 mm-hmm. applications that came in from across Canada, then it was shortlisted to nine. Uh, and these are various industries? All var- kinds of all industries, kinds of mining, yeah. uh, agriculture, oceans. But the key is the money being used for research and development. Yes, research and development, but also improving your uh, productivity and, right. and manufacturing operations. Right. And, and there's, a, there's a term called Industry 4.0, which, which, which means that you merge right. your traditional manufacturing, which we imagine as you know people welding different things together right. and a, you know, a production line into adding data and into adding technology, into mm-hmm. um, utilizing the best you know, prototyping tools and, and, and utilizing experimentation. Um, what this is supposed to do is, is it's supposed to make that more accessible to not just uh, ultra-large firms that are doing already, mm-hmm. uh, like the big automakers, some of the big steel companies like ArcelorMittal to Fasco that have um, a lot of world-class technology. Uh, it, it, it will supposed to help also small and medium companies, uh, a lot of them in Hamilton that have aspirations and have as part of the business plan um, to tap into all of these new trends but haven't been able to uh, find the right investment or, or, or create the right partnership. So what this does is that by expanding the pool of uh, partners, uh, it will allow Hamilton manufacturers to um, get matching federal funding. So there's $250 million committed from the federal government, Mm. which is going to match what is over $700 million committed uh, from this partnership. So uh, does the government have... Uh, a, a determination of what industry they or industries they want to fund, or is it the best presentation, the best use of funds that gets it, or is there a certain direction that they wanted to go in? 
So I, I think the government had their own criteria, which, yeah. which we're not exactly aware of, like the specifics. But mm-hmm. what they had said is that what they wanted to see was regional collaboration. Right. Uh, for them, the, the model of funding individual companies, individual cities, and everyone right. getting their fair share yeah. as a concept want to break down the silos. is not really helping Canada. Yeah. And, and they wanted to break down the silos. So I think the, the reason Hamilton, Kishner, Waterloo, and Toronto bid that, that innovation corridor, uh, as we like to brand ourselves as, um, is successful is because they're able, they have been collaborating quite extensively, and they have been able to demonstrate that to the federal government um, over the past year. Um, we've, we've had, uh, for example, an event in Hamilton, uh, like a roadshow t- uh, event where they, we explain what, th- what is happening, and we had over 100 attendees uh, from Hamilton, and, 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 but on the panel, it wasn't just McMaster and DeFasco, it was a representative from Waterloo, um, uh, the mm-hmm. Toronto Board of Trade CEO, and then um, Tony Valeri from Arcelormittal DeFasco and, 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 and Patrick Dean from McMaster as well. So it provided local companies uh, a bit of an interesting new picture on, on, on what could be happening in the future where there are no municipal boundaries between Kishner-Waterloo, Oakville, Burlington, Toronto, and, and these communities can together uh, create a world-class advanced manufacturing cluster. How much more difficult is it when you add all of these players into the mix? How difficult is it to get all of these people on board for this? I think um, initially there were some, you know, typical pessimism because this isn't the first. Because this is basically a competition for money. It, it is. And, 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 and I think there was some initial pessimism because regional initiatives have been tried in Ontario yeah. before. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm, what are I'm, we getting out of it? In other yeah, words? And yeah. I can honestly see like this has gone very smoothly. Like you, you can see even this morning, um, all partners came up with the same press release. Yeah. And, 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 you know, in my industry, that that's a miracle. Right? Like, <laughs> like everyone always has their own own, own, yeah. own pitch at something. And, and I, think, brand I, I think that's what we've really seen is in good faith, we are receiving, you know, consideration and support from Toronto and Kishner. Waterloo and, and and while you know in in the overall branding picture some of some the average Canadian might think that you know Toronto is the center of the world mm-hmm. um, they have given a lot of leverage to Hamilton companies and McMaster University and recognize the excellence that they have in a lot of areas and and they also recognize that you can't call yourself a manufacturing supercluster if Hamilton's not in there right like mm, we're, we're, yeah. we're you know yeah, if, if you're, like if you're trying fit. to brand yourself yeah, yeah. you know you just got to walk over the bridge and and, and you'll see the ha- the hub of manufacturing in Canada so tell us about this bid. Tell us about the industries involved. Yeah, so so it is supposed to be almost like a meeting of the mind. So on mm-hmm. one hand, you have uh, world-leading companies like OpenText based out of Waterloo. Tom Jenkins is the CEO. Uh, you have, you know, ClearPath Robotics out of Waterloo. Um, we have, like, local companies like Q-Reserve who actually um, helped with the website for mm-hmm. the consortium uh, that are involved on our side. We also have Innovation Factory trying to, recruit more members uh, from the technology scene. Then on the flip side, where Hamilton has a very strong presence is the manufacturing companies that have either formally engaged, so so I can share their name, which would be Maple Leaf Food, Stackpole, um, which makes auto parts, and um, ArcelorMittal DeFasco, I believe are the ones that were uh, approved in the last round as formally committing to uh, contribute either in kind or, or through cash contributions. Uh, but then we, we've also had conversations with numerous other smaller and medium companies who were, you know, initially hesitant and confused about what the idea is. But, you know, slowly and surely, they've also um, committed that, you know, they're willing to l- hear us out uh, for the round two. The round two will be where 
the consortium now will take the money and the money that was committed from the feds and the money that was committed locally, and they founded a not-for-profit called Next Generation Manufacturing. Uh, it's headed up by the uh, former vice president from the Canadian Manufacturers and Exporters, mm-hmm. uh, Jason Myers, who's very experienced in, in working with manufacturers, and, and they have a board now. And, and, and the idea would be that under... Uh, specific team areas, which includes, you know, improving workforce productivity. So uh, upskilling workers, um, adding automation and and data into traditional manufacturing processes, um, as well as a third major stream would be advisory services. So that would be where you walk into a mid-sized manufacturer um, and open their doors to uh, export, open their doors to world-class manufacturing, open their doors to all the plethora of technology solutions that are out there. um, And there's commitment from the larger companies like Linamar, Magna. And, and I'm guessing once now that you've got the big prize that, oh, uh, now maybe I want to get involved. Yeah, in now, it. There's no, more interest. No, now there's that you know, it's there. formally announced, yeah. we will now go back to all of them and say, this isn't just a potential idea that we're asking you to commit your resources to. This is on the table now. And here are the different streams that will emerge, but we need your input and we need you to tell us what, you, what do you need in your business plan uh, to elevate your products and elevate your uh, supply chain. And, and you know, th- there is a lot of goodwill commitment from the larger manufacturers to come in and say, you know, we're experts in competing globally, but we have our suppliers further down in the supply chain, like, you know, companies like ArcelorMittal, DeFasco and, you know, Stelco, they buy from a lot of um, mm. Hamilton companies yeah. and, and then they send some of their products to other small auto parts manufacturers. And, and there is a commitment now and there's a sense of enthusiasm that mm. they will be all brought into the loop. Mm. And if they're interested now in, in, you know, going out into Croatia or different countries, uh, you know, ArcelorMittal has a huge European operation. Like th- there will be some advisory services floating through. Um, I'm not committing them to anything, but no, that, those yeah, are some yeah. of the you ideas. know prospective mm-hmm. ideas that have been thrown around is that, you know, could we have a formalized mechanism for mentorship and for um, local companies to become more world-class, become more global, and learn from the best. So, uh, why? How much is this actually worth? How big? A, how big a deal is this? I think it's it's you know we we were discussing the office um, earlier today with with, with Keenan, our CEO, and, and I was saying you know he was asking me like, is this the biggest? you know, uh, potential um, government investment into Hamilton from the feds, mm-hmm. uh, not the province. Um, and, and, you know, in the last several years, like perhaps, mm-hmm. right? Like there have been a lot of federal support on the conservative government for the McMaster Innovation Park. And, yeah. and you know, that was instrumental mm-hmm. as getting us on the table, like their support for uh, Mark and Innovation mm-hmm. MIP and then the CanMet Materials Research and, and you know, the yeah. Fraunhofer Institute. Um, so that's all been sprinkled around and local companies have, have received bids. But something at this scale, I don't think it has happened in Hamilton for as far as I've been alive, at least. Why do you think we got the big prize? Why do you think this worked? I think it worked because... The paradigm now is regional economies. Yeah. It's no longer about hmm. each city creating a firm boundary at, at some highway or some road and saying, you know, everything's all about supporting what happens here. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think now um, communities are looking at other communities and, 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 and they're saying, you know, our transportation infrastructure is interconnected. Our, our, our businesses don't care for boundaries. Like, they'll find customers and suppliers anywhere. It's an internet world. You know, I mean, there why are no is it that chambers and, and you know, um, even cities 
and city councils for, you know, let's say a couple decades ago were very much about fiefdom and, you know, what's best for Hamilton. Even our organization, we had the Hamilton Economic Summit for six years because we felt Hamilton needed to be brought up and it was all about them. But now well, it seemed for the longest time for years, everybody was closing the yeah, doors. And, and we went on. Don't to let ba- anybody else exactly. in from outside. And we went to Bay Area Economic Summit, which raised a few eyebrows by, you know, our, our company saying, well, why Burlington? But now this year, actually, I can announce, I guess today, um, we're hosting the Canada's Innovation Summit at the RBG on June 26th. Oh, very cool. So this will now have attendees and speakers from the this, this consortium. So Toronto Region Board of Trade yeah. and Kishner Waterloo Chamber are equal partners in our next summit. How do you know or when will you know if this was all a success? What's success to you down the road? Yeah, and, and, and I think we have to have an honest conversation with the federal government about it. That, you know, I, I think for us it's it's also then ensuring that while this is a, a local consortium, yeah. um, we will also now be in a conversation with feds about, you know, what are the other mechanisms needed to make sure Hamilton companies can compete mm-hmm. within this. Um, and, and I think the, the idea would be that just like Toronto and Kitchener-Waterloo is, is really now known for artificial intelligence and, and you have companies like Amazon and, and companies like Google moving in because of it, it being known in the digital sector, whereas the narrative was for decades, that, well, a couple decades, that you know manufacturing is the past of Ontario. I think for us, success would be if we start now seeing uh, foreign direct investment, so even more... Um, foreign companies moving production into Ontario because they now believe that it's not just about labor force, not just about goods movement and traditional ways, mm-hmm. reasons for why a company would move into a different d- different country um, or, you know, maybe to access NAFTA. It's now also about the fact that there is a, a strong culture of digital and automation and, and strong culture of our workforce is not just the most educated in the world it's also the most skilled because those are two very different things like we're we're, pr- we're producing per capita the most amount of gr- post-secondary graduates in the world hmm. but that hmm. doesn't necessarily always equate yeah. into them being ready to work into or staying um, here. right like everyone yeah. talks yeah. about the german yeah. apprenticeship model yeah. but the, the you know the question is well why couldn't we do it here and yeah. and i think that's some of the questions that this this you know uh, organization will be looking to explore is we've been trying to talk about the german model and the, the apprenticeship model for you know decades in ontario and everyone every city has tried to go at it differently and and Canada has tried to go after that model, and but but now how about if it was industry led like it is down there? Like we we have Siemens down the road in Burlington, and we've talked to them before, and they've said it's Siemens running the show. Mm. It's not that we expect you know McMaster and Mohawk to right, suddenly right. Um, become highly equipped with industry, but the idea here is that they will work with industry right. to you know r- create new curriculum. Uh, Hamilton, very much a city in transition, uh, has been for the last 10 or so years, uh, moving from the obvious uh, old industrial city to what it is now, uh, advanced manufacturing, healthcare. Do you see that direction changing? Do we limit ourselves when we're saying we're just advanced manufacturing? I, I wouldn't necessarily say that this is where we've put all our eggs. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this this past couple of weeks have been very busy. You might have heard of um, the Intelligent Communities uh, Forum and, and them mm-hmm. awarding Hamilton as a top seven, seven intelligence city. Um, and, and that's in recognition of a lot of collaborations that we're having in the digital economy sector and, and, and with the broadband internet 
file and, and with you know firms like Innovation Factory incubating more and more tech companies. Um, I, I think those discussions are happening there. You know, the chamber was also very involved in the Synapse Life Science Consortium, which is a collaboration of uh, all the hospitals and universities and colleges and private sector firms and the chamber and Innovation Factory in the city, uh, which is trying to do the exact same thing in this sector by asking questions like, you know, how do we attract more uh, private life science firms in Hamilton? How do we help Hamilton Health Sciences solve some of their larger, you know, uh, problems? Uh, we were talking just a, a couple of weeks ago about uh, the Amazon bid and lots were skeptical. Why are we even doing this? And then, of course, Toronto ends up on the short list and yeah. as, as we're talking about regional projects here. Uh, why was this good for Hamilton to be involved in? What does the rest, what does industry, what does the world think of when they see a presentation like we've constructed for this? I think the really big victory for us, and, and, and you know, it's a small one word, but we were very happy in the office uh, because the Toronto, uh, sorry, the Globe and Mail article covering this this said, Toronto, Hamilton, Kishno, Waterloo Corridor. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that's, that's yeah, testament that's to the efforts of our organization and, and the city of Hamilton and, you know, trying to, uh, you know, uh, you know, create conversation with Toronto and Kishno, Waterloo and, and say, you know, we see ourselves as just as much of a partner and we believe, honestly believe we have assets that you can, you know, include in your economies and, and, and yeah, you can connect yeah. with us even further um, because, you know, uh, uh, to be honest, like the, the conversation before that, was about the Kishinaw-Waterloo-Toronto corridor, mm-hmm. right? Like globally, mm-hmm. you would read articles in, in you know, um, the New York Times or yeah. something, and it would say Toronto-Kishinaw-Waterloo corridor. Yeah. But, the, you know, today is the first mention, uh, I think, of the Toronto-Hamilton-Kishinaw-Waterloo corridor. Uh, many complained that, that Waterloo, Kitchener-Waterloo area was developing faster than Hamilton was, obviously the reason for the terms you're talking about. Do you feel now that Hamilton can hold its own, that it will get the... Because really, at the end of the day, shouldn't it be Toronto-Hamilton? Should Obviously, with their technology, I'm being a little tongue-in-cheek here, uh, they're involved in it. But do you think that, that it, the in the end, Hamilton has more potential than KW does? <laughs> well, that's a bit of a... I, I would say, like, not a loaded question, but but a very it's difficult... Loaded, buddy. It, it's a difficult <laughs> question. I, I think the, the issue is that we all have different competencies. Yeah. We all ha- have had different levels of evolution. Like, you know, if you look into the academic theory behind why Waterloo became successful as a tech hub, you know, w- w- it's simple things like the fact that they were the BlackBerry, you know, yep. founders mm-hmm. suddenly had all this money that they then invested into new startup firms. And, and one of the big challenges we're trying to help local firms with is that a lot of them are successful. They're, they're, they're in a growth phase. But then they run into this wall where they're, you know, from a Canadian perspective, there is not a lot of awareness for the digital yeah. sector in Hamilton and they're not getting the venture capitalists. And oftentimes venture capital is local. Yeah. Like, yeah. W- you know, the founders funded a bunch of startups and then the startup founders like, you know, Pebble Watch and, and, and you know, MyoVision and companies like that. Um, received a big windfall when they got acquired by global mm. firms, and then now all of a sudden, these you know these these were people in their thirties who have all this energy, all these ideas. They ended up founding other companies, or if yeah. not founding, sitting on the boards of other digital sectors. So, so I think when we look at our economy, it's a very very different model. You know, you can't yeah. just mm. you know have twenty one year olds saying, "I'm going to make a new steel company," yeah. or "I'm going to start uh, yeah. supplying auto parts to Ford." Yeah, it, it, it just doesn't happen like that. But it's it's also on if you look at it on the flip side, the assets that we have in manufacturing 
other cities can't just, you know, yeah, do the same create thing. from scratch. Yeah. Like Waterloo yeah. can do all the digital, you know, mm-hmm. shiny new apps and baubles all they want. You know, nothing wrong with that. They, they, yeah. it's, it's, it's billions and billions of dollars of, you know, revenue and jobs in Canada. But, you know, it, it's, they'll be very hard pressed. They're not making small devices yeah. to suddenly start making, you know, global products. And, and the thing is that while we're having a lot of challenges with, um, you know, co- countries in, in Asia like China and India and Korea being able to make similar products. Um, you know, if you look at low-end products like um, steel containers and, and, you know, s- things that go into bridges, like, uh, and, 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 you know, they're dumping them into our market yeah. and, and, and a lot of our businesses are suffering. There are still companies like Stelco and ArcelorMittal DeFasco and many other steel companies in Hamilton that are still the preferred supplier yeah. in, in NAFTA. They're still the preferred supplier for companies all over the world like Walters Group and mm. Nova Steel because you know those companies realize that they have an edge. Like They're, yeah. they're right above that precipice where uh, Chinese and Korean steel companies cannot compete. Right? Lots of spokes to the wheel. Yeah. Husefa Saeed has been with us, policy and research analyst with the Hamilton Chamber of Commerce. Good news, a bid that Hamilton and regional partners were joining forces on. The Advanced Manufacturing Supercluster has been chosen as one of the superclusters to receive funding from the federal government. Congratulations. Great work. Well, I think congratulations not to me, but to all the partners locally that made it happen. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.